So in 1 John chapter 4, let's look over there. 1 John the 4th chapter. Notice with me something. It says something really, really important to us. We'll look at 1 John chapter 4. And uh, let's notice verses 1 through 4. Believe, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby we know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of anti-Christ. Anti-anointing. Whereof you have heard that you should come, it should come, and even now already it is in the world. The Antichrist spirit is already in this world. Now the Antichrist is going to surface someday. Amen? But we don't want to get all bummed out about the Antichrist. We want to be enthused about the Christ. I said the Christ. The Son of the living God. Amen? Now notice verse 4. You are of God. You are of God. And, little children, and have overcome what? You have already overcome that spirit of Antichrist. And then he gives us the reason why. Because greater... (laughs) Greater, greater, greater is he, greater is he, Christ in you. He's greater than every lie that's coming to the city of your soul. He's greater than any symptoms of lack. He's greater than any symptoms of cancer. He is the greater one and he is in you. Glory to God. Because greater is He that is in you, that is in me, that is in us, than that little, defeated, wimpy, pouty, complainy, sissy. That is in the world. Oh man, that's good news. Know ye not that you are the temple of God. And that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. He said, I'll walk in them. I'll dwell in them. I shall be their God and they shall be my people. Know ye not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify him in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Say with me real strong, I am not my own. I am, not my own. I am, his. I am his. 
and the Spirit of God and the Spirit of glory. He lives on the inside of me. We must become more Spirit of God and good, good Father on the inside-minded. We must be less outwardly minded on what's going on in the world and more inwardly minded that the greater one lives in us and he lives in us to put us over. The Spirit of God. The Spirit of glory. He lives in us. Hallelujah. It's the same Spirit. It's the same Spirit that Jesus was baptized with in the River Jordan. It's the same Spirit that came upon Him like a dove. It's the same Spirit that the Father looked down and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. It is the same Spirit that Jesus went into the wilderness and when he was tempted of the devil, he didn't just sit there and take it. He didn't just sit there and listen to the lies of the Antichrist. He said, it is written. He released that anointing through faith-filled words. And you and I can do it exactly the same way. Satan came against him how many times was it? Help me out. He came against him three times. And three times Jesus said, it is written. The second time he said, it is written. And the third time he said, it is also written. And so we must become familiar what, what, with what has been written. Amen. And not play around with this. No. But take this and get it on the inside of us. Feed on it. Feed on it. Speak it. Meditate on it. So when Antichrist comes your way, you'll say, You want some of this, boy? It's written. Everyone say it is written. It is written. And it is also written. So put the logos in the inside of you by feeding regularly upon his word. And that logos shall come on you strongly and shall fill your very being. And then out of the abundance of your heart, the rhema shall come forth, even as a sword of the Spirit. And the enemy shall run from you as in tear. For my word and my name and my blood will always put him on the run. Amen. Let me ask you something. Does anyone in this place have anything that needs to be put on the run? Is there anything going on in your life right now that shouldn't be going on in your life? Get full of the word. Get full of the word. 
Stay full of the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of God will come upon you and he will anoint you to speak and to say exactly what needs to be said. Woo! Come on, somebody. Shout with me today. Hallelujah. It is the same Spirit that Jesus was baptized with. And after the temptation in the wilderness, the Bible says... That he returned in the power of the Spirit. Now look with me at Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. Luke the fourth chapter. Luke chapter 4. In verse 1. And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost. Everyone say full of the Holy Ghost. You know, I think a Holy Ghost church, I think people in a Holy Ghost church ought to have the Holy Ghost. So that we're not taken by surprise when we have a runaway service like we did last Sunday morning. You think last Sunday morning was a runaway? You should have been here Sunday night. This old Greek over there was literally rolling on the floor. And it wasn't the flesh, it was by the Spirit. I believe this, don't you, Pastor Tom? That Holy Ghost word churches, people ought to have the Holy Ghost. Don't look so mad at me. Just smile a little bit. Verse 1. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, he returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And this is what he went through this process of saying it is written in verse 12. And Jesus answering said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord, I like this, thy God. Verse 13. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. So that means he's whipped, he's defeated, but he's going to come back. And so when you have a victory, don't rest on your laurels. Stay sharp. Stay full. Don't get out of church. Stay in the word. Stay in community with one another. We need one another. We need to be locking the shield of faith with one another. So that when that antichrist spirit and the onslaughts of the enemy come, ka-chunk, baby. We got our shields up. And no weapon formed against us is going to prosper. Amen? Amen. And, verse 14, and Jesus returned in the what? In the power of his PhD. Now, Jesus returned after going to seminary, and so he was ready. No. It says, and Jesus returned, everyone say it. In the power of the Spirit. Mm. I just like the way that sounds. Hallelujah. And Tony returned in the power of the Spirit. And Raul returned 
from the Philippines. In what? And you return from work after a hard day with all them antichrist spirits around you. You returned on Bart in the what? And you returned from Black Friday. How? Everyone say in the power of the spirit. Say it real fast, in the power of the Spirit, in the power of the Spirit, in the power of the Spirit. I'm telling you folks, it's not by might nor by power, but we are going to live. We are going to move by the Spirit of the living God in these days and in these hours. You didn't go over there to the Philippines and give them three points in a poem out of the Reader's Digest. Dear God, those people don't need religion. They need the power of the Holy Spirit. People that are deceived by that spirit of Antichrist, they don't know it. What do they need? They need Jesus and they need the power of the Spirit. And you carry this power. I carry this power. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him throughout all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. It's important to hear teaching. It's important to hear preaching. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was... It was his custom to go to the synagogue. But it wasn't just his custom to show up. It was his custom to participate. As his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him... The book of Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. He must have been familiar with it already. Because he had found the place where it was written. If you will spend copious amount of times finding the place where it is written... In your midnight hour, the word of God will find you. And it will put you over. Stood up to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of Isaiah. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written. And I want you to read verse 18 with me. I want you to participate with me, please. Ready, read. To preach what? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus said, 
Because he has anointed me. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for our good, good Father. Our good, good Father was with him. He went about teaching and preaching and healing and proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. The world in which we live does not need to hear religion. This world in which we live is very unstable and it is very, very it's just reeling, it's rocking back and forth. But you and I, we have the privilege to introduce him to the rock, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I want you to notice this list. He said this anointing will take care of the poor, the brokenhearted. It will deliver the captives. It will bring recovery of sight to the blind. Those that are bruised will be free. But it is in direct proportion to the anointing that causes that to happen. Everything in that list (coughs) that is not of God, we could say this way, is directly from the Antichrist spirit. Do not tell me for one moment that poverty is the will of God. Lack is not the will of God. People who buy in to that lie are buying in to that antichrist spirit. Do not tell me for one moment that being bound up by drugs and alcohol and pornography and things that bind and things that constrict and things that limit. Do not tell me for one moment that that is the will of God. It is not the will of God. It comes from the pit of hell. But thank God. Just raise your hand right now. Let's just thank God for the anointing. Oh, my sike. Go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost. Le ma Thank you for the anointing. Thank you for the anointing. Oh, Lord, more, more in this church. More upon our lives. Lord, we ask for more. Greater, greater, greater grace upon all of us. Ooh, glory to God. And just for these next few moments, if, if, if I can get you to see this, just to get a little glimpse of it and just give you enough to where you'll just begin to feed on this, this revelation will grow on you. This level, revelation will grow in you. And you will not have to put up with the lies of the enemy one day longer. Amen? Now, let's look at a couple of scriptures. Let's look over at Colossians chapter 1. Colossians, the first chapter. 
I didn't know we were going to go this direction until I was shaving today. I was listening to Mark Brzee while I was shaving. And just on the inside of me, this just jumped in my spirit. And I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on the greater one. I had two messages prepared. One, how to turn hopeless situations around. Two, your wealthy place. Stay tuned. But what I'm talking to you about today is what you can function in and operate 24-7. Colossians chapter 1. Notice this with me today. In the first chapter and in the 26th and the 27th verse. Thank you, Lord. Colossians chapter 1 verse 26 says, Even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. Why do you suppose this mystery was hidden? Because religion and the enemy did not want the church to ever see this. The enemy would just be so happy If you never ever knew who you were in Christ and what you can do in Christ and where you are in Christ. But oh, thank God. It's manifest to his saints to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory. Everyone say the riches of the glory. Or we could say it this way, the riches of the anointing. Say that with me. The riches of the anointed one and his anointing. Oh my. The unsearchable riches of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mysteries among who? Among the Gentiles. That's you and that's me. Which is Christ in heaven. No, Christ in you. What? What is this mystery that's been revealed to the saints? What is this mystery that has been revealed to the saints? Christ in you. The anointed one and his anointing in you. And that is the hope of glory. That's what it is. That's what the hope of glory is. Is the body of Christ functioning in that anointing that they have been given? Out of our belly is going to flow rivers of living water and living anointing. We do not have to pray for someday when the glory comes. 
We do not have to keep looking forward with a future expectation of the glory of God hitting the earth. I want to say to you that the glory of God came upon the earth on the day of Pentecost. He came as a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and he baptized them with the Holy Ghost. Come on, saints. What's, what more do we need? How many sermons do we need? About this glorious fact that you are anointed. I am anointed. Not in and of myself, but because Christ is in me. The hope of glory. You see, friend, he made you his workmanship. You're the handy work of God. You are his feet in the earth. You are his hands in the earth. You are his anointing in this earth. And that's the hope. The hope that the body of Christ would rise up in this day and in this hour and shake off all of their insecurities. Those insecurities come from the Antichrist. You are not insecure. You are the accepted in the beloved. Oh, that the body of Christ would shake off all of this victim mentality. You are not a victim. You are a victor. Oh, that the body of Christ would shake off this, oh, woe is me, poor welfare spirit attitude. My name is Jimmy. I'll take all you give me. No, let's rise up. Christ in us. The hope of glory with the anointing on us and be a blessing. To this world in which we live. You see believers. Are not beggars. Believers. Are receivers. And believers. Are givers. Say with me. Believers. Are not beggars. But believers. Are receivers. And believers. Our givers. Hallelujah. Are you a giver today? Well, I don't have much to give. There you go again. You got him to give. You got love to give. You got encouragement to give. You got kindness to give. You may not have a million dollars to give, but you might have one dollar to give. And if it's the best you have, that's all that Christ in you expects. Come on, you can clap in this Holy Ghost church. You're not clapping for me. You do not have to wait till all circumstances are perfected in your life before this anointing of God will flow through you. Some people are so introspective that they're always doing self-examination and self-examination. And I believe in self-examination, but not to the point where it paralyzes you. Once you've made it right with God, get up and get out and be a blessing. Say with me, Jesus Christ, he's in me today and he is the hope of glory. Oh man, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. So this spirit of Antichrist has been released in this earth 
And he doesn't come to us with a pitchfork and horns and knock on our front door and say, I'm the devil. I have an antichrist spirit. I'm here to deceive you. No, he's subtle. And that's where the word of God says, look at your neighbor and say, wake up. Not time to sleep in this church. This information is too good for you to sit there and sleep. It's exactly what the spirit of Antichrist wants to lull you into some sort of deep sleep. Everyone say Shandai. You don't go to a Thanksgiving meal that's been prepared for you. Ten course meal and go to the table and go. I lost my lost my track here. <laughs> Got in the flesh and lost track. Well, let's try again next week. Hallelujah. You think that was something? You should have seen me about 25 years ago. Glory. Spirit of Antichrist is under your feet. That's why, uh-huh. that's where I was going. That's why we need to make sure that we have on the whole armor of God. Yeah, amen. In Ephesians 6, he says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the strategies, and the deceits of the enemy. Because we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. But we're wrestling against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against wicked spirits in high places. And then he says, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you might be able to stand. God would have us in these last days to be in a standing position. With our chest up, shoulders back, sword sharp breastplate of righteousness on helmet of salvation firmly in place shield of faith hallelujah feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and being men and women who are constantly alert and prayed up that when the onslaughts of the enemy come we're not taken by surprise now what will this anointing do for me and what will this anointing do for you this is what I want to close with. We could go several places, but one specific area that I want to look at is this. This anointing that is in you will help you to live long. This anointing that's on the inside of you will help you to live long and to live strong. Say it with me. Living long. Living long. And living strong. No sense of living long if you can't be strong. The will of God is for us to live long and to live what? Psalm 91 says this, with long life will I satisfy him. And I will show him my salvation. It is the will of God. For you to live out your days here on earth. 
And for you to fulfill all that God has called you to do. Do you believe that? Now I'm looking for the rapture of the church. But I want to finish up everything God's called me to do. And when I know that in my heart. And when I'm satisfied. If it seems good to the Lord and good to me and good to Brenda. (laughs) The rapture hasn't happened. I'm gone. I'll fly away. Oh glory. I'll fly away. Well, who's going to preach the following Sunday? I don't know, but God will take care of it. But none of us want to be taken out by some stupid antichrist spirit. So if we're going to live long and live strong, we must then activate this anointing on the inside of us every day. Activate this anointing by praising By praying, by speaking God's word, by refusing to speak doubt and unbelief in our lips that they speak no guile. Now, I have learned this. Brother Hagin said many years ago, he said, in this spirit-filled life, we must have constant renewals of the Holy Spirit. Constant renewals of the Holy Spirit. In other words, a constant flow and a fresh infilling regularly of this fresh oil of the anointing that comes from heaven. It is the will of God for your youth and my youth to be renewed just like the eagles. It is the will of God for me and you, our mouths, to be satisfied with good things. That word things in there from the book of Psalms is words. He satisfies our mouth with good words so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. Now, how then do we do this? Closing, look at Romans chapter 8, 11. How many of you could use a quickening today? Amen. How many of you want to live long and you want to live strong? Okay, that's most of you. All right. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Here's a scripture that will help us to live out our days in glory and in strength and in the power of the Holy Spirit. The life of God can be made manifest in your mortal body every day. Romans 8, verse 11. Notice this with me. It says this, but if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you. I like to say it like this. Since the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in me. He that raised up Christ from the dead will also quicken, heal, make alive, strengthen our mortal bodies by the spirit of Of God that dwells in us. We must become God inside minded. Amen.